Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with future Area 51 insurgent Crow. Hello. So, uh, you gonna storm Area 51? Um, uh, no comment. <laughs> I think it would be a really bad idea. Yeah, I I may or may not be there. Okay. That's my quote. It's sort of a very Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat answer. <laughs> I will either be there or I will not be there. Yeah. So the guy who started that thing, for those who aren't aware, there's a guy who threw out a Facebook post about an anonymous one or something about, uh, we should all storm Area 51. They can't stop us all. And he recently came out with it. It's been going around for like a week and a half. And he came out and said, look, I'm the guy who put it out there. I was kidding. No one should do this. <laughs> yeah, there's how many how many people signed up for it? There's thousands. I mean, uh, I ridiculous. I should actually look at this, even more than thousands. Maybe it's like in the ten tens of thousands of people that signed up for it. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and the the phrase was "They can't stop us all." Or yeah, something like and that. it started out as a joke, which is fine. Um, but he realizes that with that many people, you know, signing up for it. There's going to be a certain percentage of people that are either nutty and believe it and are going to try to participate in it or that realizes a joke, but are going to push it to a level that's dangerous. So he wants to get out ahead of this and say, look, don't do this for real, <laughs> which yeah. I would do. If I would have done this and put this post out and got this much response, I would do the same thing. I would say, hey, I'm the guy that did it. I put it out there. It's a joke. Don't do it. Well, I mean, it's almost like that. I mean, on the funny side, it's almost like, you know, the milkshaking thing where people are just like, ah, oh, you milkshake people. But then it gets, it gets serious. Just like we were saying, it could get serious. Yeah. And what I worry about, like with this guy who stormed the ice facility in Tacoma, the Antifa guy, yeah, 68 year old nut job said, uh, um, he was going to storm it to, you know, he hopes his comrades in arms, you know, Right, he was gonna burn, he was gonna try to burn it down and murder all the people in there in order to prove that it was inhumane treatment of the people in there. So yeah, it was kind of dumb. He tried to firebomb like their propane propane tanks and cars and which stuff. The agent said would have blown the whole place to hell had he been able to do it. Right, which he probably wasn't gonna be able. to I do. think he just had flares. But if you get some guy like that who goes, that'd be a good idea, and then you get, you know, the guys who storm who say, hey, let's storm Area Fifty One, and there's ten thousand of them. And a thousand of them are serious, and a hundred of those thousand go, you know. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a hundred people storming a nice facility? Yeah. That'd be bad. Well, I mean, this. A hundred people storming anything. This uh, Antifa jackass that, uh, you know, tried to firebomb the ice facility and got shot and killed, you know, I'm happy to hear. There's uh, Sean King, who's a. Black Lives Matter activist, a white Black Lives Matter activist who believe, says he's black. I believe Talcum X is what Talcum X is what they call him, yep. He, uh, he's been putting out posts about how these are um, concentration camps and, you know, and, and how we need to shut them down by any means necessary, which is an Antifa. BAM is, a, is like a, an offshoot of Antifa um, by any means necessary. It's a group of Antifa, and basically they're all about going and confronting um, what they consider Nazis or fascists or whatever and bringing a fight to them and, and stopping them before they have a chance. So their whole idea with saying it by any means necessary is that they're going to break the law in order to stop what they think is the next Hitler. Yeah. Because they think it's, you know, you, you, you it's not right morally for you to uh, obey a law that you think is protecting the next Hitler. So they're going to go out and do whatever by any means necessary. They'll shut shut Hitler down before he can kill a bunch of Jews. Is there? There. That's their. That's what they say, or that's kind of their attitude. 
So this Sean King, Telcom X, puts a Twitter post out there that says, you know, we need to stop these internment, uh, internment camps or, or concentration camps by any means necessary. He used that term. And what, three, four days later, this guy goes out and decides he's going to, by any means necessary, shut this down. Uh, Sean King, I think he finally took that tweet down. He took a bunch of them down. But it was up for a few days. And um, even after the guy did it, he was praising this guy. He was saying he was a martyr and basically egging more people on to do it, saying, you know, this was uh, an act of, of love or some stupid shit like that. Twitter didn't take him down. Twitter didn't didn't ban him, didn't put him in a, whatever, like a Twitter jail or, or, or ban him outright like, they, like they've banned conservatives for saying benign things. Um, so, you know, like I think uh, Tommy Robinson is banned. Just for saying um, um, Islamic rape gangs are out of control in Europe, he got banned. Uh, wasn't saying go go burn down mosques. Wasn't saying go beat up Muslims. Didn't say anything close to that, but he got banned from Twitter. But he was dog whistling. Yeah. And Twitter has a very clear policy against dog whistling. So if whistling. you just outright said it, you'd be all right, I guess? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Go take care of those Muslims in Europe by any means necessary. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Wink emoji. Yeah. Do you think if if Sean King and Rachel Dolezal had a kid, it would think it was black? Oh, absolutely. I would probably think it's like Asian. Just to go against, the, you know, rebellious against parents kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. That, look, would, that would be funny. You're so dehumanizing. I am. I am. I really am. Um, yeah. I Well, back to this, this storming the ice facility. I This is, I mean, it's crazy. This is, it's basically civil rebellion. Now, I know AOC has said almost along the same lines that <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, is she like in the news a lot or something? I'm not familiar with Cortez. her. She, uh, she basically is one of the ones that got the start saying there are concentration camps. Elon Omar has jumped in on it. There are people concentrated there. So it's concentration camp doing something. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they're inciting at this point. I mean, even if even if it's not legally in legal incitement, any moral person would go. You know, they're ramping this up. They need to stop this. So leadership of the Democrat Party with with these, you know, there is no leadership at this point. Let's face it, um, and they can't. They have no power because um, people like AOC and Ilan Omar don't need Nancy Pelosi to be the 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 string puller for money. They get money. They can get money any other way. So they don't need her money bags. So they say fuck you to her. So she has no power over them. And uh, they so so when they get out of line and say something ridiculous that nobody nobody can do anything or, or, or punish them for that. Well, and no one's ever made any of them sit in the corner anyway. Do you think anybody, them growing up, disciplined them at all? Yeah, but... It, Usually the Democrat Party would tamp down on that by saying, hey, you, you need to stop this. We're not going to give you money for your reelection efforts. And they go, but now these new crew people, they don't need it. They've got other means of making money. And they don't think they need that money because social media and all that is basically on their side, giving them free press, just like Trump got free press or you know didn't have to pay for campaign ads. And they see that. They go, we don't need your fucking money. We'll say whatever the fuck we want, bitch. Sit down. Shut up. Yeah, this whole... Squad thing is. It, yes, queen, slay. <laughs> yes. Whenever you say squad, you got to follow it up by yes, queen, slay. I do? Yes, queen, slay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, queen, slay. <laughs> okay. And the opposite of no is? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> oh, I, I, just, I just peeked out our, our audio, too. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Way to go. Did you break it? I'll have to edit that. Okay. No, but it's going to bother someone's ears. Like mine. Um, I think this this whole thing that they got into with Trump about, you know, he's saying, hey, if you don't like it, leave. I mean, if, if he was referring to Ilhan Omar specifically, fine, then he was. And the other three are like, well, we were born here. And he didn't name names, although everybody knew who he was talking about. Right. And it was... It was a crass thing to say, and he probably shouldn't have said it. But you should probably say the whole thing. I mean, it wasn't just you need to go home. 
It was go there. If you think you know that, if you think America is crap and you know how to fix it, go back to your crap country, fix that country and show us how it's done. Come back here. So it's a little, there's a little more context to it than just say, get the fuck out. Love it or leave it. I understand that. I'm just sort of taking out the party said that was, it was sort of crass and probably shouldn't have said it, but everybody knows what he meant. And they're saying the fallout from him saying this is elevating these four. And they're sort of Republican strategists, not anti-Trumpers, who are saying, you know, tone it down because you're giving them more recognition than they should be allowed. But I really, which is probably true, well, not allowed than they deserve. But uh, I think Trump is sort of tying, trying to tie them to the face of the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's what most uh, not people that aren't saying, hey, you're giving them too much of a platform, you're giving them too much attention. There, I think there's more people that are seeing that second part where he's basically forcing the Democrats to circle the wagons around, and he even said this, circle the wagons around these idiots because they're not good for the Democrat Party. They're they're not a good face for the Democrat Party, and he knows it, and he's forcing them to circle the wagons and, and keep them in the limelight because they're they're bad for the party, and he knows it. Well, and I think he's made a few missteps along the way. First of all, getting into a fight with four freshmen – female women of color is not a position I think you necessarily want to be in and saying that go back to your own country sort of calls back to that, you know, late 18th century, early 19th century, sorry. Yeah. Early 20th century, late 19th century stuff of, you know, it was anti-immigrant and everything. And there's some people in the middle who probably aren't going to like that, but he was going to his uh, rally in North Carolina yeah. on the white house lawn. And they were saying, uh, Hey, you know, do you relish this fight? And he goes, I wouldn't say relish. He goes, I like it, you know, which is, I guess, kind of the same thing. And they say, see, see, he admits, of course, the guy likes these fights. That's what he's been doing his entire life. He loves mixing it up. When he doesn't have someone to be the foil, he doesn't have anything to do. And the Democrats just can't understand it. And these four keep walking into that trap. Well, also, I mean, he he does this at certain times where... People are going, does he really know what he's doing? Or, or is it just happenstance that he did this right when he decided that they're going to change the, um, the, the rules for claiming asylum? That if you're from any of the uh, South American countries and you go through Mexico before you come to America, you can't claim asylum here. Well, you're not supposed to anyway. But they have been. And I know. But they're, but he, that just happened. And you don't hear, you don't really hear anybody on the left and the, and the Democrats, AOC and all them bitching about that, which they would have if it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been for this quote about, you know, go back where you came from and, and fix that shithole before you come back here and show us how it's done. Well, Pelosi even tried to rein it in. She called him a master distractor. He's just trying to distract. But then him. she also called him racist. Well, so that whole thing was funny. She said, she said it was racist, and then it, I think it's uh, Representative Collins. I don't know where he's from, but he I, I think it was Collins goes, you know, hey, I'm going to give her a chance to take that back mm-hmm. because you can't say that. Yeah, it's part of the decorum or the yeah, rules of the Congress. You can't disparage. Rules of parliamentary procedure yeah. or whatever. And she goes, I ran it past, the, I ran it past that uh, parliamentarian or whatever before I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently an aide, and this is all hearsay, an aide in the – Democratic caucus beforehand said, well, said in their meeting beforehand, she was bragging about how she didn't and wasn't going to. So one way or another, she lied, which, you know, politicians lie all the time. It's, you know, it's disgusting. But but uh, she said afterwards, she goes, well, I didn't call him racist. I just said what he said was racist. The words he used were racist. So I was not calling him racist. I was calling, I was saying his words are racist. And AOC comes out and goes, no, he's flat out a racist. It's like, do you understand what he's making you do? You're supposed to be smart people. And he just keeps throwing bait out there and you keep going for it. Now, I, I wouldn't call what he said a misstep. Um, it's just more of what Trump does. Um, but I would call he just went to a rally where the crowd started chanting, uh, send her back. Was it send her back or send them back? I think it was just her. I think they were specifically calling out of Ilana Moore. And I think that was a bad look. 
I think it was not, it just wasn't smart for the crowd to do, to get involved in. And it wasn't really good for Trump. And I understand Trump not wanting to stand up there and go, Hey, hey, you know, don't say, cause he doesn't want to do like McCain said when he, when people, uh, when there was the, um, when he was running against Obama and somebody introduced, um, McCain and they brought up Obama and they said Barack Hussein Obama and McCain came out and said, don't do that. You don't, you don't say Hussein, you know, and basically making the guy feel like shit and making anybody who, who, wanted to say or wanted to point out that his full name is Barack Hussein Obama and McCain basically made it sound like you guys are being assholes, stopping assholes. I it, it it was a bad look for McCain to do that, I think. A lot of people thought and it it pissed him off. And I think Trump doesn't want to do that to his supporters either at, at any point. Go, hey, that's over the line. Stop doing that. He doesn't want to do call people out like that on his side. Which I understand, but he probably should have at least go and, you know, put his hands up and go, okay, 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 that, yeah, all right, no more, let's, let's, let's think of another chant, all right? And yeah. kind of, but it's hard at the moment to come up with a way to handle that situation. I don't think he handled it very well, even afterwards when people asked him about it, I don't think he handled it very well, because he said, look, I, I tried to stop it, you know, I, I, I started talking right away, and yeah, I didn't, Which I, didn't, didn't. I didn't like what they said, and it's like, that's, he, that whole thing was bad. That was not a good response. What he probably should have said is, you know what? I should have jumped on that sooner. Yeah. He goes, you know, thinking about it, people were kind of worked up and it didn't sound good. And I don't, I don't agree with that. And I think if you ask my follower or the people there, they, they really don't truly believe that either. And I, I, I don't encourage them to do that in the future. That would have been better. Yeah. The, I don't know if we're talking about the Sam McCain thing. The one I remember was a woman stood up and said, I believe he's a Muslim. I believe he hates yeah, this country. No, that wasn't and, the one. And, you know, McCain said, no, nah, he's a family man with good intentions. Don't say that. I, I get McCain doing that yeah. because what she did was overboard. Yeah. But for somebody to go, you know, um, you know, Barack Hussein Obama, you can take that however you want it. Yeah. You can take that as disparaging or saying the guy's name as it's respectful. Um, now, obviously, the guy's probably saying it because he's alluding to the fact that he doesn't, he sounds you know, like a terrorist name. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and McCain came out and his attitude was so bad when he, when he was just scowling and blinking like he always does and saying, we're not going to do that. You mean like he used to do? Yeah. And, and that's where he lost a lot of people that would, would have probably supported him or, or even voted for him. They go, fuck you. I think he lost a lot of people being a Democrat. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that he lost, but I think that was that when I saw it and I'm not one of those, I was one of those people that like the woman standing up and saying, he's a Muslim, you know, a secret Muslim, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're ah. like, damn right. He was, you know, in my heart of hearts, I was yeah. like, yes, Queen Slay. But uh, no, uh, seriously, you're like what? <laughs> I didn't like it. It's, it sounded ridiculous. It's like it, it plays up the stereotypes of the dumb, you know, racist, bigoted, you know, right winger. And I didn't, I didn't like the look. Um, but to say his full name, Barack Hussein Obama, I don't have a problem with that because yeah, you might be intoning it in a certain way to make it sound like a sinister, like a sinister name, or it depends on your outlook. It could be respectful to say the guy's full name. So that part where McCain came out so hard against that pissed me off. I'm like, dude, choose your battles, especially on your, when you're, when you're, um, chastising your own side. Yeah. Well, I mean, there have been so many times I thought Trump made mistakes, and he has made some mistakes, but ones I thought were going to be a lot bigger than they were, some of them turned out to to work out really well for him. So, I mean, who am I to tell a guy what not to say at this point? I mean, he's, I just, he's the one who's... You can, tell, you can tell his response to the question about the crowd chanting, um, send her back. He didn't come up with a good response for that and didn't have a good off-the-cuff response for that and he 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 fumbled that one i think i know i just got done saying i'm who am i to tell him what to say but i do think it would be nice if he had a little more humility sometimes instead of always trying to control the conversation when someone said was that the right thing to say or i mean every once in a while if you just went yeah probably not Mm -hmm. but you know what you say stuff and or is that what what's the quote he had where you go where they go uh he said they say uh the democrats say you know the Russians got you elected. And, you know, I tell them I got me elected. It probably would have been better if you said the American people got me elected. You know, something like that. Yeah. A little more humility. <laughs> yeah. All those Russians in Wisconsin and Michigan and, yeah. you know, all those places. So. So, I mean, it's still even for even if it is a gaffe, it's it's a minor gaffe, I think. And, yeah. It's, and it's a gaffe that has an upside to it because I think everybody's right when they say and he's even right by saying 
yeah, you're focusing, you're supporting these four and they, they're, nobody likes them. They're just, they're very small group of supporters like, like them, but overall people really dislike them. Well, I think if you were to say yes to Gaff, but if you were to rank it on a scale from one to 10, it's about a two or a three. Yeah. And every time he does anything like this, the, the, you know, MSNBC and CNN try and make it like a nine or a 10. And it's just, it can't get there. Well, they have the House vote on, on calling him a racist or calling what he said racist is way overreached, overblown. Right. And that's another thing where they, even if he makes a gaffe, the Democrats on the left gaffe back twice as hard. Well, one they did was they said, hey, four Republicans joined us. And he goes, yeah, and 187 of them didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, which was a great comeback to it. And sure, they have a ma- majority, so they did it, but it's never getting past the Senate. So why bother? And now this... uh Al Green in Texas, this, you know, pandering uh, leftist representative is like, well, there you go. Now we uh, now we need to impeach him. And they're putting forth impeachment uh, um, a motion or whatever uh, for the third time. It's not going anywhere. It's like when they made fun of the Republicans for when they had the House but not the Senate trying to pass, you know, the uh, dissolution of Obamacare. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. But they know it's a, it's a, it's me, it's a, a gesture meant to like, to show your base that they mean business for the base that doesn't really know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. And that's what it is for. It's for the uninformed voter, which is, which is what most of, most of the Democrat voters are. Most of them. Not saying they all are. Yeah. What I think is so crazy though, and I'm sure someone on the left would say it's, they would disagree with me in the opposite, but. I think it's amazing how fast the left gets triggered over Trump. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's, I think, a moderate lefty. And she was she was saying, oh, you know, he says such terrible things. I'm like, they all say terrible stuff. And I cited four or five examples for her. She's like, yeah, those were terrible. But, you know, he says this stuff all the time. I'm like, so do they. Politicians, they just lie. You know, and if they're on your side, you're willing to accept it. And if they aren't. You, you don't you don't miss the opportunity to go after them. And I said, the problem is, and I've mentioned this before, people are cheering for jersey colors. And so when someone on the opposite team says something that even might be reasonable, they go, no, this doesn't happen. This, this can't happen. Um, he's an idiot. He's Yeah, he made a good point, but you know he's a racist and a bigot and blah, 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 or whatever. And uh, I told her that I'm amazed how fast the left goes to insults. She said, I don't think so. I said, go to your Facebook feed. She's mostly got a bunch of friends from the Silicon Valley area. And I said, just put something in there about Trump. That sounds mildly conciliatory. Like, hey, just did my taxes and damned if I didn't do better this year. Maybe he got that right. And watch it go boom. And uh, she said, "Ah, I don't think so. And then within two days, this happened. She put something out there um, about Trump, and that's exactly what happened. It, she didn't do it because of me. She linked an article or something, and and uh, I sent her a Facebook message that says, "I don't." All it said was, "I don't think I could find a better example if I tried." <laughs> she shoots back and goes, "Don't start with me today." <laughs> but I just I said, "Listen, this is the problem. They go right to insults. He's so bad and." She had another threat, and she doesn't usually post Trump stuff, but she put another one on there, and I think it was about this, you know, um, go back to your own country, saying, you know, hey, this this is over the line. And there was a guy who, one of her friends gets on there and goes, look, as a person who's conservative in most areas, yeah, um, maybe it was. He goes, but I like to think of it like he does some good things sometimes, some things I've agreed with, and, you know, I view him as a flawed human being too, right? Which we all are. And right away it was people saying, uh, you know, I think flawed is giving him too much credit. It's way worse than flawed. And I told this guy, I said, hey, careful, you're starting to sound reasonable. And we can't have that in social media. And, you know, people were just piling on like crazy. And even on me for even saying anything like that. And my point this was... This is not a joke. I know. So... My friend comes back to he me. He's literally and, Hitler. I know. She she posts in there. She said, I get it. I understand. Some politicians lie. 
but I don't think anybody lies more than him. And I said, you and I have had this conversation, and without thinking about it, I gave you five examples of other stuff. And I said, so don't tell me he lies more than the other ones unless you can prove it somehow. I said, objectively, which I don't think anybody can do. I said, so the problem is when the other, when your side lies, they'll say, well, no, they they misspoke or something. The, the gender pay gap, it's false. It's not true. It's been debunked, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of times by by actual economists who know what they're talking about. And don't tell me what's his name, that little weasel. Um, God, what is he? Totally. Uh, Krugman? Yes. Yeah. I wanted to say it was Paul. Paul Krugman. That guy's, he's not an idiot, but he's hes so partisan, it's not even funny. Right. Um, but anyway, people like Paul Krugman will come out there and, and Robert Reich is another one saying, no, 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 here's where it is. No, uh, the gender pay gap doesn't exist. This whole thing about the world's going to end in 12 years, you know, uh, they just go on and on and on. And I said, the problem is when you call someone from their side out on a lie, and this goes both ways, they will quantify that lie and go, no, what they meant was, and they won't grant that leeway to the other side. If Trump says something that sounds moderately like a lie, he's a liar. Oh, and by the way, he's a racist too. You know, if AOC or Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib say something stupid, that's provably false. They'll go, well, no, what they were trying to say was. But she has a different experience with words. Yeah. Yeah, different experience <laughs> with words. I mean, the, the Christine Blasey, Blasey Ford or whatever, she lied about oh, the yeah. Brett Kavanaugh stuff. Absolutely. By every definition, legal, semantic, or otherwise, she lied. And people say, well, you can't judge her experience. Yeah, I can. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. She provably lied. Yeah. It's it's she's no less of a liar than the than the uh, woman who accused the Duke lacrosse team of raping her. Oh yeah, but you know they uh, they sort of terrorized her. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So think about Trump. In her mind, it was like rape. With with the left and with someone like Trump, he's been he's been demonized to such an such an extent and so relentlessly that a lot of the left really do believe he is the next incarnation of not, you know, when they say literally Hitler, he's like the next incarnation of Hitler is what they believe. Truly. They believe he's an evil man who has everything he does and thinks about is for an evil agenda. And so even if he says something reasonable, they're thinking, well, there's gotta be an evil reason that he's, that he wants to do this. Well, and, but who haven't they said this about, you know, John McCain died and they go, well, there's, you know, there's the last reasonable Republican. Well, what did they call him when he was running? You know, Mitt Romney. And Mitt Romney's as milk toast as it gets, yeah. you know, yeah. but he's a bigot and a white supremacist and, and hates dogs. It doesn't matter who you, and has magic underwear and, and his binders full of women. Yeah. No kidding. Binders full of women. I know he used the word binders. Can you believe that? Yeah. So no matter who you put up there, you know, here's a quick aside. Um, binders reminded me there's, you know, remember there's the libraries that are doing the, um, drag queen story hour stuff. And there's, I think they're still doing it, even though it's come out that a couple of few of them have been convicted of, well, at least one of them was yeah, uh, child diddling and shit. Um, but there, they also have these in conjunction with that, whatever group is putting this on has, you know, LGBTQ teen, um, promotion of, of whatever, of, of safe sex, whatever they're, they're doing stuff that's really inappropriate on top of this. And one of one of the, I can't remember which city this was in. It was probably like Los Angeles or not Los Angeles, Portland. San Francisco or Portland. But one of the door prizes they had was a binder. And uh, I guess a binder. Now I could be wrong about the term, but I, I'm pretty sure because that's what job my memory. It's something that, um, Women wear that want to be more like men. And so what it does is it wraps around their chest and flattens their boobs. And so the, the, the part of, so part of this drag queen story hour and the LGBTQ teen, um, affirmation, whatever the hell it was, was that one of the door prizes they could win was a binder for girls that want to flatten their boobs. It's like, this world is going to shit. <laughs> Do you, um, I, I want to get off the Trump stuff, but you did bring up a quick one that I, thought of and then we can do some would you rathers did you see the saint paul uh minnesota um 
library system is going to do away with late fees? I didn't. They're going to do away with them. Because this guy who was a former librarian, they were inter- interviewing him on the news last night. He goes, you know, they didn't stop people from having books out late before anyway. It so, didn't stop me when I was when I did it, but it made me pay the fee. I know. And so there was a counterpoint from a woman who's like in charge of the library system or whatever. And she goes, well, we need these fees. Yeah, the, fee, the fees work. It's part of our th- – and I'm just thinking, well, let's take this guy, the former librarians, thinking out and going, you know – we have laws against murder, but people still murder. So the laws obviously don't work. So why do we even have them? That's taking what he said and just changing a couple of the words from library fees to murder. You know, the laws don't work. The fines don't work. So this idea that if you get rid of the penalty for bad behavior, what's going to happen? If there are no fees for checking out a library book late, there's just none. What well, are people going to do? Then why don't why don't they just have the libraries open twenty four hours and unstaffed, yeah, and unguarded, and just whenever somebody wants to go in there and grab a book, they can. If they want to use the pages for toilet paper, they can. You know what's funny? They have those. You know, you see those little neighborhood library yep, boxes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And you know what they're finding in a lot of these drugs? People steal the books and sell them at half price bookstores. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good idea. They're just stealing the books and. I mean, because there's five bucks worth of books in there. When I first saw those cropping up, I actually put some of my books in there, um, trying to influence the uh, the young minds with right wing propaganda. How to storm Area Fifty One? No, I just like Larry Korea books. Put them in there when I have extras. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some would you rather. All right, uh, I got my page marked this time. So, all right, would you? Rather attend a dayglow or foam party. What's a dayglow party? I think that's where you had the, a lot of the black lights. I believe we're old. We don't know. We don't rave. This is all rave shit. We, we rant. Um, where are the the women of legal age? Which party are they apt to go to? <laughs> I don't think if there's underage kids there, I am not going. I don't think either one. Okay, I'm staying far away from both that, of them. That foam stuff, I mean, it was a fad in the late 90s, I look, think. For look, like, if you get a woman wearing a t-shirt in foam, it's going to turn into a wet t-shirt party real quick. I don't think it does. Really? I don't think that stuff's really... It's more like just soapy. But it doesn't It doesn't like stain your clothes or anything right. from what I saw. But, I mean, you're, you're chest deep in this stuff. How is that cool? Well, I don't like to dance anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. Is it fun to dance in that stuff? I guess I don't know. Because I, I, th- I don't think dancing is fun to begin with. I'm going to sound like a curmudgeon here. Everyone at those day-low parties is on ecstasy. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. They're taking their drugs. and I don't know. Either They both sound stupid. I'd rather go to a library. How's that? Would you rather put a spider or ice cubes down your booze shirt? Now, they actually put boo instead of your significant other, which that annoyed me right there. The way they worded that question. So would you rather put a spider or ice cubes down your booze shirt? Uh, ice cubes because I don't like spiders. And uh, I'd be in a hell of a lot less trouble and it'd be twice as fun. Yeah, I think I've done the ice cubes. You know what else is more fun than either one of those is when your boo is getting out of the shower, you throw those little whippersnappers at her feet. You know, that you get those little things that bang when you hit when you throw them at the ground. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Or just a big cup of cold water right over the top of the shower bar. Yep. I saw one where a guy was pulling a prank on his wife. She was shaving her legs, and he dumped, um, he dumped like red Kool Aid in there in the shower, and she thought she'd cut herself really badly. Jeez! Yeah. Did you ever see those videos of the the beach showers where the um, you can stand at this like at the edge of the boardwalk and shower off? And, yeah. And but there's a guy that goes over the top of it with a shampoo bottle. And then so they're rinsing their hair, and then he'll squirt a little shampoo in. And so it just keeps sudsing and sudsing, and they're, like, freaking out because they keep trying to get the <laughs> Have you ever seen the people who will throw, like, a um, detergent in, like, a public fountain? Mm-hmm. It just keeps foaming over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. No, you should see these ones where they're, where they're trying to rinse the soap out of their hair, and he just keeps squirting a little bit every time. And they're just like, they can't get the soap out of their hair. It's pretty funny. All right, last one. Uh, would you rather make a mean person cry or a sweet person laugh? Who wants to make a mean person cry if you can make a sweet person laugh? 
Yeah, I, if you on, on balance, I'd probably like to do both, but I think I'd more like to make a sweet person laugh. There's no better sound of like someone genuinely laughing. Little kids laughing, like a good belly laugh. Or, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. When they can't stop laughing. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. All right. That's what I live for—is making little kids laugh. <laughs> Now they should have done it the other way. A mean person laugh or a sweet person cry. <laughs> I've done both. I hate those happy people. Oh, I've done both multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you promised last time, and I will reluctantly get into this with you, that we would talk about the uh, citizenship question. Although I think the whole point on is the, on the um, census. Census, yep. Because they're not going to do it now. Right. But um, – Although it, there's nothing wrong with having a question about citizenship. It's been on there before. Yeah, it doesn't bother and me. there's nothing wrong with it. And um, Roberts is uh, one of the justices that said, hey, you know, the reason you gave us is not good enough. So come back if you have a better reason. Well, I, I just don't like that. I think that doesn't make sense to me to, to, to do that. Because even if they – and I think they did even try to come back, didn't they? And say we have another reason because, well, you just came up with that reason because – because, uh, you know, the first reason didn't work. Well, then no, no reason is going to be good enough. No, that's not, that's not really what he did. I read the entire opinion, both uh, dissenting and and for it. Consenting? I can't remember what the word is. And what Roberts really did is he said, look, you can put it in there. But the census used to just say, all you can ask is, is um, how many Population. people yeah, that's it. You couldn't ask any of these other questions. Well, they put an amendment through to change that. But the amendment said you have to have a rational basis for the question. In other words, put whatever question on there you want. You just have to tell us why you're going to do it. So Robert said, what's the reason you want? And, well, first of all, the dissenting party said, nope, they didn't do it in time. They didn't explain what the question was, and Robert said, Look, they filed in time to tell us they were going to put, they were going to change the question. And they said, well, he didn't say specifically what the question was. He says, they don't have to. Um, he said, there's no reason you can't put it on there. It's been on there before. The, they said, the Commerce Secretary can't do it. He said, no, nope, Commerce Secretary is the guy who can do it. He said, there's no reason the Commerce Secretary can't. And they said, well, the reason we want to do it is. And he said, the problem with that is you've already applied. You've already said you were going to do it. You already said you had your reason set, and you went to look for a reason later. The analogy I was thinking of is you punched a guy everybody wanted you to punch, but you didn't admit why it was until you figured out later. And you say, well, he uh, stole my milk money, you know. And so. But is it true? Did he steal your milk money? No. In that case, no. Right. I just hit him because I didn't like him. But what if he did? Yeah. So Roberts is saying, look, you can do this. There's, you have every right to do it. You just have to, according to the Constitution, tell us what it is. And here's the key part. You can't ask us to infer what it is. Because if you do, we can't do that. Sorry. That's not how the law works. So, uh, you know, Trump... Trump wanted to well what they said was that it it was because of the Voting Rights Act. And Roberts said the Voting Rights Act only applies to eight states. So you can't use that reason. And uh he said, and that's not the reason you stated in the beginning. It was very clear when Wilbur Ross came in that you wanted to change it. He goes, You've changed the reason why you said you so wanted to So what was it. the initial reason? I I can't remember. Yeah, I can't I either, honestly, but it it, it, it uh, Almost any reason would be good enough to me. Well, I think, to be honest, they didn't give a reason. Okay. That might be a problem. That they look for one later. So then the Department of Justice lawyers said, all right, well, I mean, 11 of them. These are the people from the Department of Justice who know this stuff backwards and forwards. They said, no, we lost. We argued the case. We didn't win. Go ahead and print it. And Trump comes in and goes, nope, we're going we're gonna to fight this. Those 11 lawyers went, we're out. They resigned from the case. So Trump then said, hey, we want to switch our legal team. We, you can't do that in that at that point. And uh, the best ones you had for winning this case just resigned over the whole thing anyway. They resigned from that case. Um, and so I don't have a problem with any of the stuff that they did. What it comes down to, at least from what I can see in reading this, is Roberts was saying, you got every right to do it. You just got to give me a reason. And they bungled that whole thing. It was sloppy. And the Trump administration 
excuse me, has been known for doing some things sloppily. But here's the important part. So Hugh Hewitt has an article about um, this whole decision. And this is getting out there in the weeds a little bit, but it's plausible. So the idea of Roe v. Wade is that the Supreme Court at the time inferred um, some reasoning for, and I'm, I'm getting a little lost in this, so, um, so try and follow me as best you can. Uh, they inferred a reason why they could allow abortion to happen. There's, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can have it. So they, they uh, inferred a reason through like privacy or free will or something like that based on an amendment. Uh, I think it's the 14th Amendment. It's really shitty legal reasoning, but they did it. And what Hewitt believes is that the conservative side wants to overturn or at least limit Roe, thinking it's gotten out of hand. It should have been first trimester and stayed there. And now it's getting all over the place. But what Roberts has a history of doing is he wants to kick this stuff back to the states. He did it with gay marriage. He's done it with a lot of that stuff. Overturning Roe doesn't eliminate abortion like most pro-life or pro-choice advocates want you to believe. It just kicks it back to the states. So if you could get an abortion in California, you can still get one. California's not going to change their law. Texas might. Louisiana might. Alabama might. And that's the problem according to the left. That's why it needs to be a a federal thing. It can't be a state thing according to them. So, because those poor women in those states, then what are they going to do? Right. Hewitt believes in this article that Roberts wants the states to decide. And if you watch close enough, what he's done in here is said, you, you can have it. You just have to give me a rational reason. And in the Roe case, there wasn't one. The justices inferred one. And Roberts is saying, we're not doing the inferring part. So Hewitt's point is, if Roe gets back to the court that justices like Roberts are going to go, you know, I'm reading this precedent, and it sucks. So I need the reason. Let me have it. And the reason is going to be, well, they should just be allowed to. And he's going to go, well, I didn't allow that on the census question. Based on what? Why would I? And that's what you're getting. And he's got a whole precedent of these saying, I'm not inferring anything. You know, even when it came to the gay marriage thing, he said, um, you know, the Justice Department said, we're not even going to, we're not even going to, uh, even if this is illegal, we're just not going to pursue this. We're not going to do it. And uh, so Roberts goes, there's no one being harmed here. You know, so just kick it back to the states. States can decide. I still have a problem with it. I still think it's, it's. Uh, I've said this before about Roberts when we were talking about the Obamacare um, issue where he's being too clever by half. And I think it's another, this is another example of that because, and I know you say there's good reasons for it. I heard him. I heard the reasons. I heard what Hugh Hewitt said. I get it. It still sounds to me like with Obamacare, Roberts did the thing where he said, well, it's not really a mandate. It's a tax. Now I know if we've hashed this over before yep. the reasons for it and all that. Um, but he actually said that it's a tax. They didn't say it was a tax. He said it was a tax. So he inferred something out of that. So he could have done that here and said, yeah, I don't, your reason doesn't matter really because it doesn't, it doesn't harm anybody to have a citizenship question. So it's constitutional. Boom. Done. I get what you're saying, though, that he wants to stay consistent so that in the future, when he gets stuff like from Roe versus Wade, he can say, I am cons- I one con- consistent motherfucker here. I just think, personally, it just seems like, and, you know, not being a constitutional lawyer or a lawyer at all, yeah, not knowing it, it still feels bad, rotten to me to just common sense viewpoint go, having a citizenship question on the census, it's not, hey... Are you illegal? If that's not even the question. The question is, are you a citizen of the United States or not a citizen? And by not a citizen, they can mean green card holder, temporary worker visas, whatever, right? Right. And that's important. It's a, it's 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 still um, private because you don't know what person answered that way. It's all it's all still right. done that way, and that's why I think getting into the minutia of why doesn't matter because you can have any kind of reason for it. You can, you can say, because I hate um, South American people and I think they're destroying this country and we need to know how many of them are here so we can figure out when and how to round them up. Or you can go, because I think we need a lot of 
people here that aren't American citizens because I think it makes us a vibrant and diverse community and knowing where they're at knows where we can put resources to help people with that have second language problems and all. You know, you can infer whatever reason you want. It doesn't fucking matter. Citizenship. It's a straight up and down. American citizen or not, you can have good connotations and have bad connotations. And that's where I'm at. I legally, yeah, I, there's got to be good reasons. There's, you know, I get it. That's smart. The ones on the left have what they had to say. The ones on the right have what they, there's pundits on both sides saying this was a bad decision. This is a good decision. But to me personally, it just seems bad because it's cut and dried to me. Well, the only thing I'll, I'll say on that is, uh, you said Roberts inferred a reason in the, um, Obamacare in the Obama. He didn't infer again, having read the opinion, he goes, you are arguing under the commerce clause. You get to do this. In other words, the federal government gets to regulate commerce. He goes, no, you don't get to, he goes, there's nothing that allows you called it a penalty. You can't do that. It's a tax. No, he said, they're saying it's a product and we get to regulate products. And he's going, no, you, you don't get to do that. But the federal government does have the right to tax. He goes, you can do it that way. That's not a surprise. It's not like they suddenly went, oh, shit. We but I could. wish he would have just said, nope, start down. But but no, what he's saying is, yes, you have a legal right to do this. But you have to do it this way, just like he did in the Commerce one, saying the Commerce Secretary can do it. He's got every right to do it. He can he can add a citizenship question. And they said, no, he can't. because and he's like, yeah, he can. He absolutely can. Just like he said, the government can tax you on Obamacare. Okay, so he kind of helped them out a little bit. He goes... Are, no, because they knew that, but they didn't want to admit it. There were people saying the only way you can do this is by raising taxes. And they said, nope, this does not raise taxes. Roberts goes, you're going to have to admit that this is a tax. And they went, all right, fine, it's a tax. And at that point, I think the Republicans didn't seize on it and say, not only did they lie to you about your doctor, not only did they lie to you about your care, they even lied to you about how they were going to implement. Yeah. But that, I mean, we're going to, we've, we've, off air talked about this so much that we're pretty much burnt out on it, but we're, we're still going to disagree on the, on the, on the final outcome of whether it was good or bad. And I still believe that giving them that out of calling it a tax was a, a bad, it was just a bad ploy or bad decision because it really is not a fucking tax. It's a goddamn mandate. It's a buy a fucking product or pay a fine or pay a penalty. And it went through because of these kind of stipulations or these this minutia of of wording that made it happen so obamacare happened and it's shit it's fucked and, and it's been fucked and i'm paying a shitload at uh, for for health insurance i didn't have health insurance for like two years because of it right and and if if it would have just got if he would have said no it's it's not it's a mandate and it's unconstitutional boom you're done I'd have been happy with that because then they'd had to go back and actually do a fucking real bill or actually try to get some bipartisan support because they rushed it through because they yeah, had absolutely. the one the one vote they needed to get it done. They had to do it then. 2,000 pages so nobody can read it. All the bad stuff. stuff and I'm getting worked up again about it because I'm still pissed off about it. <laughs> But well, and you should be, and, and we're gonna, we're but gonna, just not at Roberts. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of disagree over to Roberts' kind of role in it being implemented. And I've, I've heard all the arguments. I'm still, I'm still pissed off about it. I just like that it appears to me at every opportunity, Roberts goes, keep the court out of this. We're not going to be political. I don't mind that. I, I think that's a good idea to say the courts doesn't need to be the final arbiter of everything. Just like the, the, um, Legislative, not the legislative. That's what they are. The um, executive branch should not be have all the power they have right now right. because the Congress is passing the buck and saying we don't want to deal with it because we got to get votes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I say limiting power is the whole point of every branch and having checks and balances. I get that. I like that part of it, and I think that's a good thing to have. But I do think there's there's just certain times where you have to kind of bend principle a little bit and go, what's ultimately right and wrong here. And just, you know, and I, since I'm a conservative, I believe the conservative principles and, and attitude is the right and it needs to be needs to be dealt with on that basis. I will agree with you that sometimes you have to bend your principles a little bit, not break them, except I believe in the judici- judicial branch. And I think for too long, the left has bent them too much and too far and sometimes just broken them. I mean, when you have when you have judges who will not uh, not turn ice people, they'll they'll. Uh, um, ice fugitives. They, I mean, there was a, a judge who just got disbarred for letting one sneak out the back of the courtroom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. 
And to my point, that's the kind of stuff you're never going to see Roberts do. Roberts is going to be like, look, I'm reading this to the letter of the law. And that's what it is. Well, we had our, our discussion here. And uh, so uh, anybody wants to take sides on this, uh, Team Rooster, Team Crow, you can contact us. Um, it's a little bit early to let's go into another subject here. We'll give All email right. addresses. But yeah, yeah, Team Rooster, Team Crow, uh, immigration and citizenship questions. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about this uh, DC Comics thing? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I kind of keep track. I haven't collected comics in a long time. I'm actually trying to sell all my comics. I have a shitload of comics. They're probably worth a lot of money. I just don't know where to go or what to do, or I don't have the energy or motivation to do it. So if anybody has any suggestions, yet again, so if you <laughs> contact want, us. If you want Crow's old comics and you want to offer something for him, get in touch with me because he's given up the job of trying to get rid of those. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a big job. <laughs> and, and I don't want to get screwed. Yeah, this is, not a, this is not a comic book thing. So don't roll your eyes and say, oh, this is about comics. Uh, the point is that DC and Marvel, especially Marvel, went super woke on all of it. They made Thor into a woman. They made Iron Man into a black girl. They made Spider-Man into a black kid or mixed race kid. Uh, that, I mean, that's not absolutely true, but the but the gist of it is. I mean, yeah. there's, there's nuance to it. Yeah. But, um, but they replaced those. Uh, Captain America is not around anymore. Captain America is... Falcon. Yeah, but also not not just that. All the storylines and all the comics being written are these ludicrous SJW storylines that nobody cares about, nobody likes, nobody wants to read. These comics get get published now. Let's say the Wasp came out. The Wasp after the Marvel movies, um, Ant Man and the Wasp. They thought, well, you know, we want to get more girl girls involved in comics. So all these kind of female centric comics were getting pushed by Marvel. Um, so there's, you know, Gwenpool, which is, uh, I can't even get into what that is. That's like a girl that looks like Deadpool, but she wears pink and then she's meta. She knows she's in a comic. It's, it's weird. Yeah. So, the but they, the, the problem is the storylines now are all very SJW, very pro feminist, very this, that, and they're, and they're not good stories. And so what happens is they get about six, eight ish and also a lot of trans writers that they're getting in there because the woke points they get for it. Um, and, and, they, they run for like six, eight issues. They don't, they don't sell shit, so they have to cancel them. But instead of firing the writers or getting good writers and or, or allowing people to write good stories, they just keep recycling these writers into new books or just re relaunching these titles that aren't making money. Instead of writing good stories, they're writing things to sound good. Just like Nike dumps their flag shoe because Colin Kaepernick gets mad. DC is making these comics that are super woke. Yeah, they followed suit from Mar Marvel yeah. started it and DC accelerated just it. Started getting really And DC's going under. Yeah. I mean they're going to go under and Marvel's going to be right behind them. Yeah, uh, the problem is all these comic book shops are closing because Marvel was driving all the sales. Marvel right. they got people in the door. Chased them all out. And now it these comic shops can't survive. And I mean, maybe in the digital age that was going to happen anyway. You know, uh, but, Maybe. but it's the acceleration of it is, is amazing. And if, if you go and you tr look through any of the comics out there, you won't get in almost any comic without some sort of SJW slap to the face. But the point is, unlike newspapers, which are dying because people read stuff on the Internet, that you don't need a physical newspaper anymore. I mean, yeah. the people who are buying those are people who still like a newspaper. A lot of magazines are that way. They're closing out because people don't want to read the magazine. They can just read it online. The comic books, people were buying because the comics were cool. A lot of it was the art and owning the thing. Just like people yeah, are kind saying. Kind of a collector's value yeah, to it. People are saying, I, I buy CDs because I like the case, or I buy vinyl because I like the liner and all that. They chased those people off because their storylines are shit. So to appeal to a minority, be super woke. You know, and by minority, I mean the hard left. Um, they, like many other businesses, have suffered financially in DC and Marvel Comics, which have been around for 60 years. No, more than that. More. But like they're 80. There, there is the saying. Go, they're going under. Go get woke, go broke is the saying. And what it, what it comes down to is these people they're pandering to, these SJWs, these uh, hardcore feminists that say, well, we want to 
spot at the table. This is a boys club. You better be more inclusive or there's not enough POCs in, in comics. And you, well, sure. Okay. Here's the problem. There's a guy, Christopher Priest. I think he's a black writer for, for comics. Um, he actually came out just recently and said, I'm not getting work because they, they pigeonhole me and say, all I can do is write black characters. I can write anything. I'm a good writer, but I'm pigeonholed by these, these, crazy SJWs, the editors and stuff, because they want um, more diversity. So they want more POCs and you have to have POC writers for those. And then you have to have trans writers for trans storylines. You have to have gays for gay storylines. Iceman's gay and you have to have a gay writer for Iceman. Well, that writer that got's a piece of shit and can't write a good fucking story. So, and they made Iceman gay arbitrarily thinking that that woke kind of thing was going to get them publicity and get them reads. These people do not buy your product. Then what they do is they'll go in the store, they'll hold up the comic and they go, ah, and then they'll put it down on the shelf and walk out and take a little picture, a selfie. You know, it's, it's all about image for them. It's not about, and it's about uh, more representation, but it's not about participating in the actual um, product or buying the product. It's like uh, Megan Rapinoe um, said when they asked her, you know, what can you, what can your fans do to, to ensure that you get paid more? It's like, well, you know, come to the games, buy the jerseys. It's like, yeah, but they don't because they're not into it. Okay. First of all, you didn't need to bring up the girls' soccer team thing. Sorry, women's soccer team again. Start getting me started. So I'm not going for the bait. And you say Rapino just to piss me off, don't you? What do you have to I say? What do you deserve? You deserve all of it. Everything. <laughs> that was her. I deserve it. Holding the trophy on her knee. Doing I deserve like, this. Yeah. No, but now James Bond, even. They're going to make 007 uh, a black woman. Yeah. Well, and then... Uh, Not James Bond is going to retire from MI6. And here's what's funny about this is there... I, I don't have any problem. Like, if they wanted to make James Bond uh, black and they said, we're going to have Idris Elba play the next James... Or the next 007. I, I think making him James Bond would be silly because, y y you know, they're just the race swapping just for race swapping is dumb. Uh, come up with another character, but to say that he's 007 is the new 007 is a black guy, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. If it, for one, was a good story and two had a great actor, which he is, um, seems like that makes sense. You know, the, a storyline or a thing like uh, 007 or James Bond movies, they've been around forever. They're probably getting a little stale. They're trying to change the image a little bit. That's great, but just to do it, just to get your woke points. That's the problem. So when you do the thing where you're like, oh, it's not only going to be a person of color, it's going to be a woman. Boom. That's the problem. It's because we know for a fact that it's not going to be a good story or it's not the good, the, the, the reason isn't that it makes sense. It's that we're going to, we're going to, uh, represent, we're going to be diverse for the sake of it. And we're going to say fuck you to white men. That's, well, that's what it basically comes down to nowadays. And Ben Shapiro said something about this, about how it's just stupid. And all he got was flamed about, oh, you're, you know, you little weasel, you little tiny guy. You're all, you're living your fantasy through James Bond stuff. And all he said was, that's one of the things men like about James Bond movies is that he always gets the hot girl or hot woman. That's a power you know? fantasy. Yeah. I mean, so what? You know, yeah, big deal. That's what they're appealing to. And they're like, oh, you know, uh, Ben's all butt hurt because no, his point is no one's going to watch these movies. And he made another point that's absolutely right. Women hate it when you say this. A 125-pound woman, I don't care how tough she is, how strong she is, she's not going to beat up multiple men twice her size who know how to fight. Unless she's a cyborg like Alita, Battle Angel. Yeah. Who is the, who's the woman who just knocked out Holly Holm? Um, Nunez is her last I'm name. I'm not sure. Anyway, she's the MMA champ and whatever. She beat up Ronda Rousey before, too. She could beat up a lot of guys. Could she beat up any guy in, in MMA? I, I bet she probably couldn't. Right. I mean, they're just they're that much stronger than her. And this idea that this James Bond or Jane Bond character or whatever they're going to call her is going to beat up a bunch of it's just well, silly if it was a good if it was an interesting idea it would be something but we know what it comes down to we know what what the what the dog whistle is it's fuck white men so there's characters like um uh let's say conan the barbarian arnold schwarzenegger played on the in the movies conan the barbarian everybody liked that character two or three movies worth of it then they came out with red sonia cool character, kind of the same thing, but the female version, but they didn't say, here's the new Conan. 
The yeah. Barbarian. It's a redheaded woman. Take it. Like it. No. They came out with Red Sonia, which is basically just a, you know, a version of Conan, but it's female and nobody complained about it. Same with, um, there's a couple other characters like that, that it, it, you have a female version of it, of that character, but it's, it's not replacing the original character. And we don't have a problem with that if it's a good story. Well, it's like in one of the X-Men movies when, uh, who's that, who's the, uh, guy or the woman Wolverine fights, the little Asian gal who's like, she has a lot of his same powers. Yeah, she, uh, she, uh, I can't remember her name. But, I mean, that was a good fight, at least. Yeah. You know, but if she'd have beat up Wolverine, you'd have been like... Oh, oh here's another good example. We're talking about comics. Uh, another good example is uh, Hercules, the TV show, remember? With mm-hmm. Kevin Sorbo? Yep. Fun, campy show. I don't know how many seasons it went on. It kind of got old, got stale. They introduced another character maybe two or three seasons in, Xena Warrior Princess. She was like a guest character or something. People loved that character. She was a bad guy. Yeah, people loved the character, so they made a spinoff with Xena, Warrior Princess, was just as popular, probably went just Maybe as many seasons. So. Yeah, and she was a cool character, but it was basically the same show, except with a woman and had, had a couple uh, other um, issues, but she had a sidekick, just like he had a sidekick. And um, But they didn't go, you know, this Hercules is getting stale. We need to We need to get rid of him, stop this show, start a new one, and Hercules is now a woman. They didn't do that because that's stupid. What they did was they had Xena, and everybody's like, cool, because that's that's how it should be. It's not the only reason to replace the male character or the white character is to say fuck you to that person or, or to the people that that uh, that like that person. It's like when Ava Duvernay, Duvernay the um, uh, person that directed A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. She took a property that was about a bunch of now it's written by a European um, uh, and traditionally all white characters. Um, and she said, we're replacing Meg, the one character with a female or with a, with a black girl, because I want to write a love, love letter to little kinky haired, haired girls everywhere. Basically saying, I want the, I want black girls to identify with this character. Well, then make a, sh- make a movie with a girl that's, that's identifiable for black girls and and promote that movie. Don't take a property where little white girls identify with the main character, Meg, and say, no, 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 you've had your time. Now we're going to replace that with it. That's stupid. It, it's 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 like just as bigoted and racist as doing it the other way around, saying I'm taking a traditionally black character and, and uh, going to turn it white because we need to represent white people in this story instead of black people. They've had their time with that. The next, uh, the next uh, Black Panther movie has to be a black or a white woman, a redhead preferably. Maybe even get uh, Scarlett Johansson to play Black Panther. There we go. Because we've had enough black men playing Black Panther. He's had his time. Well, you know, and proof that wokeness comes for everybody. Taylor Swift, who's like one of the most successful musicians ever. I mean, she sells four times as many as just about everybody else. Uh, She said, you know what? I need to get more political. Instead of singing songs about, you know, that appeal to 17-year-old girls who broke up with their boyfriend. But so she wrote the one song, like, it's okay to be gay, basically. And did did gay people celebrate that song? No, they hated on her. Yeah. Right? For what? She was... Pandering? Uh, was it? Or no, not, no, not gay enough or something? I can't remember. Gay exploitation to make money. Oh, yeah. You can't win for losing. It's like, she's on your side. She's totally on your side. And instead of just going, sweet, good song. Well, that's what happens with evil. It eats itself. And that's what the SJW shit is. Are you is. back on the gay people it's- are evil again? Yeah. <laughs> God, I just, I can't. That is not what I'm implying, I can't Rooster. This. You, no. you, you jackass. No, you aren't implying it. I mean, you flat out say it. We're not on the air. You're like, gay people are evil oh, all the time. Oh, for Christ's just, sake. No. Yeah, you no. do it. Guess, guess who has the power to edit? <laughs> that's true. Okay. <laughs> No, I do not say that. I have no, uh, I do not believe gay people are evil at all. Not, it's the SJWs, whether or Why not. Why are you winking at me? <laughs> <laughs> and you hear that? <laughs> Dog whistling. No, uh, it, it doesn't matter gender, race, uh, sexual orientation, unless you consider yourself like an other kin. Fuck you. You have your fingers crossed. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I take my hands away from my back. <laughs> doesn't matter to me. If you're, if you've got the right attitude culturally, if you're, if you, believe in things that are good for society and good for people and good for families. Um, great. More power to you. But, uh, I, I'm I, a white person 
there's probably more white people, white men that I can't stand that I think are evil sons of bitches because they're fucking trying to destroy society than, than probably any gay, black, or whatever, Latino, whatever POC you want to talk about combined. There's probably more white men that I can't stand. Backpedaling. <laughs> Sound like I'm, I sound all nervous, don't you I? You are overcompensating, my friend. Yeah. I think it's just because I'm jacked up on caffeine. It sounds like I'm, I am. It sounds like I got to mellow out here. So maybe, uh, maybe it's because we struck a nerve. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. Are we coming up on time here? Yeah, we're past time. All right. Uh, just wanted to say before we give out the email address, the Facebook page, uh, if anybody uh, listening likes this podcast, it, we would appreciate it if you guys could go to whatever service and rate it. That would be great. I mean, uh, Crow says if it's not a five star rating, he'll hunt you down and kill you. But just you know. just a just a stern talking to. Yep. <laughs> just an just an honest rating. The ratings do help us spread the channel, and we would greatly appreciate that. So uh, with that, uh, if you want to get in contact with us. Uh, it's rooster at bread and or crow at bread and and we're on facebook at bread and circuses podcast see you bye